Okay, good morning, Rabbi First of all, I want to thank the sponsors, the Welder Mishpacha, the Magid Mishpacha, and Hazan Mishpacha, Yerotzen, that the schus of our learning this morning should be a schus for them, their Mishpacha, to be as Baruch Bechol Mili, the Meitav, Shleitomash Atayim, Repiyam, Pizaram, Ad Oilom. Also, I would like to say that please keep eating, don't stop eating because of the Shia. This is how we want it, Badafka. Do not feel shtezev to eat. So we're coming together on a Sunday morning to discuss a topic which is very difficult for those that are in the business world. It's something that Halavai Mashiach will come soon and we won't have to face these type of challenges. But these are tremendous challenges that I think it's a tremendous Kiddush Hashem that people are coming together to hear these halachas, even though sometimes you'd rather not know the halachas. You know, we'd rather just, you know, pretend these things aren't problems. So it's a tremendous Kiddush Hashem Shemayim that people are coming together to hear the halacha hear the Dvar Hashem's Halacha and try to figure out how they can do things in the Eifin that is the best Alpi Halacha. I'm going to start with Teres Hagdama with the fact that we're going to be discussing today Be'ikr, two different issues. There's the issue that's related to the Avodah Zorah facet of the Shiloh of any holiday party, any gift giving, holiday greetings that all revolves around the Avodah Zarah aspect. And in terms of that, we'll see that perhaps the Isurim aren't as Chomer as they had been in the times of Chazal in earlier times. However, it's always very, very important to keep in mind there has to be a sensitivity to the fact that these are Dvarim Shal And even if it's technically Mutter, we have to just keep that sensitivity in our mind. I know uh, someone I'm friendly with is older than me, told me that he was in Philly, so the Bachram, you know, Bachram liked to do Gishmaka things, it was after Kratzmach, and, you know, the guy, what do they do with their Heliga trees? They throw them out on the street. So the Bachram decided it would be entertaining to bring a tree into the dorm. And Rabbi and Rabbi Shmuel saw that Rabbi was so angry. And he wasn't so angry because they're over any specific halacha. If you want to dan, if it was a way desire, there, there was a technical issa here. But the lack of sensitivity for something that's so closely related to how they and people bring it in as a joke and don't make jokes like this, and we can't lose our sensitivity. We live in a generation where Baruch Hashem, the Goyim, treat us nice, and we don't have that natural hatred towards the Goyim, and we no longer feel the sinner from them towards us, and it became very commercialized, and therefore there is a temptation to sort of not feel there's anything wrong with the whole concept of being involved in their holiday in Yonim, and really we have to make sure we don't lose the sensitivity. So whatever the actual halacha is, it's very important to retain the sensitivity towards the fact that this is something that should be ekeldic to us. And Amol Dekiyid would never dream of doing some of the things that could be a technically mutter, but that we do without thinking twice, because they would be so fe'ekeld from having anything to do with the Gaisha holidays. That's just one thing to keep in mind. The other thing to keep in mind is that the second big topic that we're going to be discussing today, and which is much more of a topic than necessarily the topic of Abed Zorah, per se, is the topic of chasnas. There's many things that Chazal asked because of chasnas. Chasnas means the concern that we're going to come to come too friendly with the Goyim, and eventually we'll intermingle and intermarry, and come to do Averis. And as much as, again, there are Heterim in these different Shailas, and when there's tremendous need, and let's go with Parnassah, this hatayrim, but we have to remember that Chazal Bereb Chachmosim put these things in for a reason. And you know, I am lucky; I don't have to be in this world. But what I hear from people telling me the horror stories of what goes on sometimes by 
parties and what goes on by shows and what people go beyond what they would ever dream of doing in their regular environment. It's, it's something to keep in mind that this is a very slippery slope and unfortunately people have fallen in this area and it's something to be mindful of that even if maybe you're in a situation that's technically mutter, but when you're in a loose social environment and there's goyim, if there's females, that the concern of do, coming to do behaviors that are usser and you would never dream of doing otherwise is very great and it has to be, you have to have your own personal gedarm. So that's just as a general hakdama, that whatever the exact halacha, the strict rule of the halacha is, we have to be very careful when it comes to these two topics. First of all, not to lose the sensitivity towards Avedah Zara, and second of all, to make sure that, to understand that chastus is a very serious issue, coming close to non-Jews and Befrat when there's Nashim and other areas of Pritzis, and we have to be very careful with this. So, I'm going to break this up into three different subtopics, and we'll start with the easier topics, and we'll move on to the more difficult topics. Leave that for the end. So the first question, the most generic, the basic question that everyone faces in this time of year, is greeting Goyim at this time of year. They greet you. They tell you Merry Kratzmach. They tell you Happy Holidays. How about if you're having a discussion, could you even mention the name of the holiday? Could you mention Yashka's name? And this is a topic that comes up this time of year. You know, they think it's very polite for some reason to tell a Yid to have a Merry Kratzmich. Why they think that's polite, I don't know. But that's, this, is, this is the way of the world. Now, we do have to remember, and part of it is because Kratzmich has become so commercialized that they no longer even think of it. And I think there have been rulings by federal judges that it's no longer a religious holiday. It's now a secular holiday. It's just a cultural event. And they look at it that way. But that doesn't necessarily mean that everything's mutter because they look at it as a secular cultural event. So first of all, let's go to the most basic level. You're allowed to say the name of Yashka, or how about the holiday? So the name of Yashka itself... So first of all, we have to know that there's an Isser to say the name of Avayi You're not allowed to mention the name of Avayi The question becomes... What if the name of Avayi is the name of a person? If they decide one day that, you know, after he dies, Donald Trump is going to become the new secular god, it doesn't mean you're no longer allowed to say the name Donald or the name Trump, because even if there's a whole kvut of people that bow down to him every day and do whatever other Avayi they have to do, it doesn't become also to say. It's a name. It's a name of people. Yashka, whether his name is Yeshua, his name definitely wasn't the Latin version. He was a Jew who lived in the times of the Tanon. But exactly whatever his name was, Chazal call him Yeshu, that might be Bedavka, to make a Shina in his name. So a name, Kipshutle, doesn't become Aser. However, when you're talking about the name of Oise Ha'ish, first of all, there are Paiskim who hold that his name has become synonymous with this with a god, it no longer is looked at as a name, although if you have, you know, the Mexicans definitely like to give it as a name, and, you know, Jesus, that they give, you know, he might be your, your delivery man or the guy who works for you, I don't think, even though that's his name, how you pronounce it in Spanish, but I don't think there would be an Isser because that's a name, as opposed to maybe in a society where people don't give the name, it may be more problematic. In the Ikra Din, there are Matirim, there's Isrim, but definitely the sensitivity would be to try to avoid mentioning his name, if you could avoid mentioning his name. And definitely, Klaus, throughout all the days, we try to avoid mentioning his name, and we try to actually mention his name with Leitzanus. The reason that he's known as Yashka Pondrik, not everyone knows, you know, where's Pondrik come from? 
it's a Gemara. The Gemara tells us, it's a Gemara that's chopped out and only recently put back in because the census took it out. But the Gemara tells us that the shame Haboyal, the person who was Mizana with his mother and caused him to be born as a Mamzer, was named Pandira. So we're calling him Yashka Pandrik. So we're making lights on us that we're well aware of his actual origins, and it's because his mother was Mazana. To say the second part of his name, the 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 part that goes into Kratzma, that part of his name, avoid saying it because why should I say it if I don't have to? But to say that part of him, that's actually the Latin or Greek word for the savior. So when you put the two parts together and you have Yoshka, and then you have the second part of his name together, then you're saying Yoshka, who is the Savior, the Messiah, and that's definitely much, much worse. So you definitely should avoid saying his full name out. Now, is it 100% also? I don't know, but definitely that would be something to avoid saying. How about saying the name of the holiday? So the Gemara discusses talking about the names of <coughs> Goisha holidays. It's passing Shulchan Aruch and Simon Kufman Ches. The Shulchan Aruch says as follows. Right now, I'm not finding the exact uh, which we should have gotten as different sources after I was looking before. But I'll call upon the Shulchan Aruch discusses saying the names of of their holidays, and it says that the names that are just common names as a list of names in the Gemara. It refers to Saturnalia, which seems to have been the pagan predecessor of Kratzmuch and other names. So that it says that is not necessarily Osir. The question is, if you're saying a name that's just a name for the holiday, or if it's somehow giving a covet to the holiday, and definitely to say Bederich covet should be avoided. If you're in conversation and there's no convenient way to avoid saying the name of the, ho- the holiday, it's probably not usher to actually mention the name of the holiday. If you're talking to a supervisor or someone and there's no way to avoid it, probably would be allowed to mention the actual name of the holiday, but it would be best to avoid it, right? We know what the name actually means. It's the mass of Yashka, right? That's why they have the bumper stickers that say put Yashka back in the holiday, because that's what actually the two words together, that's what it comes from. So it's a special tefillah, lekavad yashka, so you don't want to be mentioning that if you don't have to, but definitely I don't know that you could say it's also gomer for persons in a conversation, there's no way to avoid mentioning the name of the holiday, probably would be mutter, but with a little bit of seichel you could probably avoid referring to it. <coughs> you say Xmas, you say December 25th, you say the holiday is coming up, you could probably avoid saying the actual name of the holiday. Someone greets you, you definitely cannot greet them back by saying Merry Kratzmuch, because by saying Merry Kratzmuch, you are being Mechabadir Yantav, that's definitely Osir. However, you can find a different way to respond. You can say, Oh, thank you so much for caring about me. I hope you have a wonderful year. Or you can tell them that, you know, if you have to say season's greetings, whatever it is, you can figure out some way to answer without actually mentioning that they should have a happy holiday, to tell them the specific holiday, or even Arab the holiday, to tell them have a happy holiday, is giving a COVID and a chashivas to the holiday, which is something that we avoid doing. In the beginning of the Gemara, right in the beginning of the Zara, the Gemara says we're not even supposed to do business with Goyim three days before their holidays. Because any business you do with them, any dealings you have with them, is going to lead them to thank their Avaid Zara, 
and there has to be a total separation. The Rishonim already, who lived in France, had a very difficult time with this, and the Taisas asked that we're not makbid on this, and we do business with them. Taisas has various different terutsim, maybe Bismarck has said, the Zohar is not as bad, and maybe you don't have an option, and different terutsim. But I'll call upon him just to be aware of the concept that we try to avoid giving any covet at all, definitely not to say Merry Krasmuf to them, even just in a friendly way, that Zichr is also to tell them to have you know, a, a good new year, or tell them that you should hope to have a happy season, you could probably figure out a way, without insulting anybody, to avoid saying anything that gives any cover to the holiday. So that's in terms of greetings, which is definitely the easiest part of this question. Happy holidays would be a problem. <clears throat> so happy holidays, when you're referring to the general season, probably is not as bad. If you're right before the holiday and you say happy holiday, then it's obvious what you're referring to. I think it would try happy to be holidays. better to avoid saying happy holiday. Even happy if, you know, holiday season. <laughs> but you can tell me, you know, I hope you have a joyous season. There's many ways you could avoid having to tell them happy holiday, which is, you know, if you mamish have to, I don't know if it's also to say happy holiday, but definitely right before. But you could probably avoid having to say something that gives any hashivas or kavit to their holiday. Right, so if you're saying, if when you're Eric Crossman, you say happy holidays, they know what you mean. So, right, no, yeah. I understand, so we tell them season's greetings, but season's greeting achieves the same thing, and you're not, you're not telling them anything specific about the holiday. You say happy holidays, and you should have happy in your holiday, and the way it might be worse, so being mashva, cast sholem, our celebration of the Kedusha of Hanukkah with their celebration of Tuma. So, you know, it, it, I don't know if it's, if it's better to mush it all together and say, oh, uh, you know, we all have our holidays now, so we should all be happy together. You know, and that's a very American thing, that somehow Hanukkah became uh, intertwined with Kratzmuch, Chas What would you So you could say, have a wonderful day. You know, so you try to find something that doesn't give any chashivas to their, to their holiday. You use a little bit of seichel. I heard a story of Aaron Salvechik was in the hospital, and it was uh, Erev Good Friday. And the nurse walked in and told him that, uh, oh, you should have a good Friday, you know, a happy Good Friday, or something along those lines. So how does he respond? He says, you should also have a good Friday, and a good Saturday, and a good Sunday, too. <laughs> a little bit of humor, you can usually try to avoid a little bit of safety, you could probably avoid the problem. <clears throat> Let's move on to discuss gifts. So gifts, we have several different issues, halachic issues, when we talk about gifts. So, <clears throat> now, the Gemara tells us, the first mission, that we saw, you can't do business, and definitely to send a matana on their holiday, and they're going to be hoylech umoide to avoid the zara, and you're giving a chashivas to the holiday, would be aser, but you don't have to give the gift on the holiday itself. You give the gift a few days before the holiday, a few days after the holiday. So in terms of the avoid the zara aspect of the gift giving, that would seem to be the easiest thing to avoid, just be a little bit smart and send you gifts in advance, or be fashlept and send you gifts late. Don't send it on the holiday itself, preferably not within three days of the holiday, or that wouldn't be as bad. And then sending the gift, it's a seasonal thing. You're not sending it, they know that you're sending it because this is how it works in business, and everyone has to, you know, give each other presents. You're not doing it with their chaga, and therefore, as long as you're not doing it on the actual holiday, the Zara aspect of the gift giving is not a problem. <laughs> Well, I saw some people, maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe there is, you know, yeah, they have a whole, uh, I don't know, call it, from, from Katzmuth to New Year's, you know, try to give it before those eight days or after those eight days would probably be better. Now, this is a pretty easy one to avoid, you give your mailman, everyone likes getting presents early, so, you know, you give the presents early and you'll avoid this problem and you don't have to worry about it. 
So, but there still are several very important halachic issues we have to be cognizant of when it comes to gift giving. The first question we have to ask is, we know there's halacha, you're not allowed to give a guy a present for no reason. So why am I giving a real man a present? How can I give my uh, boss a present? So the answer to this is that you're not giving him a present. It's not because you... Matnaschina means a present for no reason. There's a very good reason. If you don't give your mealman a present, then your meal ends up on the, on, in the mud. And if you don't give your garbage man a present, your garbage gets skipped every other week. And if you don't give a boss a present, you're not going to get promoted. And, you know, and so on and so forth. So all the presents we give, it's not a present. It's just another way of... You know, it's a transactional... <coughs> yeah, Hanif, it's a transaction. You're giving, you're giving something to get something. There's no shy of Loisichan. However, there still are some very important things we have to be aware of. First of all, there's an isr to do schayr v'machalos asuz. You're not allowed to do business with non-kosher food. Included in this is <clears throat> buying non-kosher food to pay your workers, to feed your workers, or to pay your workers with, is awesome. There are some, maybe you hold, that if someone has a worker in the home, there's maybe a little bit more makam to be makal if you have to feed her every day to buy non-kosher food to save yourself money. But... Most places can hold it's aser b'cholayf, and indefinitely to do it as a gift or something, it's aser to buy non-kosher food to give out as a gift. If you're in the, an industry where this becomes a big problem, like the nursing home industry, that's why there's whole books in Svarim and Rabbanim who specialize in how you get around these type of issues, or don't get rid of it. But, oh, I'll, I'll get to it in a second. So, a, so buying non-kosher food to give as a gift is aser, because you're doing schayr machalas asurs. What about if you're given a nice, beautiful charcuterie board from a tray fresh chunt, and you want to re-gift it, you know, you, this thing's worth $250, why should it go in the garbage? Can I re-gift it to somebody else? <coughs> or any other non-kosher food, I get the, the, the nice holiday basket, and I want to pass it on to, you know, one of my co-workers, to my secretary, to my cleaning lady, whoever it is. So the same halach in Shulchan Aruch, what says you're not allowed to do business, Machalas Asura says that if it's nizdamimoy, that means you're a hunter, and you set up traps, and you're trying to catch kosher animals, and you catch a pig by mistake, you catch a non-kosher animal, so there's a heter that if it comes your way, once it's ready by you, you're allowed to sell it. So a fisherman puts out a big net, and you know, he has all his salmon, and he has some catfish also, you're allowed to sell the non-kosher items together, not together, you could sell them because it's already by you. You didn't go looking for it. If it's nizdamimoy, it comes your way, you're allowed to sell it or to gift it. So if someone's given as a gift, something that is machalas asuris and would be included in this iser. So <clears throat> you'd be allowed to give it away. So you got that expensive meat board from the non-kosher meats. That would be mutter to re-gift because you didn't go shopping for it. It was given to you. You could give it on. How about gift cards? That means if you don't walk into the store what? and you just have it delivered to the person. doesn't make a difference. You, you bought it and you delivered it to them. Ah, so so this 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 is, this is the shadows get about to get to. How about gift cards? How about reimbursing your workers for non-kosher food? So if you pay in advance, it's for sure ulcers, which is therefore why I saw in the safer from Shlomo Miller's Adam, the Kushner, he says that def- gift cards is ulcer because th- this halacha you're not allowed to prepay for the non-kosher food. To reimburse gift card to a non-kosher. Yeah, so he says you bought it, bought him a hundred dollar gift card to, to what's it called, the lobster, red lobster, and he's gonna go and buy a hundred cokes. I mean, come on, you, you know that he's you're giving him money to buy the tray food, and he says it's awesome. Yes, yeah, so Visa, you could give him cash, even if you tell you tell him that you're gonna pay for his meal, and you give him cash and say, go where you want, that's motor. The place can don credit cards. How do we look at that? Did you give him cash? If it's your credit card, you pay the bill. 
it becomes a little bit more complex. But reimbursing him is much better. So if you're post-paying, it's better. If they're using your credit card, it might be considered that you bought it. But if it's post-paying, you tell them, listen, go buy lunch and I'll pay you back. And they bring you your receipt. So if they bring you a receipt from a tray fresh restaurant, that would be okay. But to order something from a tray fresh restaurant for your workers, that would be a problem. So if you have, if, you, if you're doing a, you know, you're at a job somewhere and it's in a place where there's no kosher pizza shop and you want to get your, your workers pizza, so best thing to do would be to give them 20 bucks and say go buy lunch and let them take care of it. Don't actually be the one to go and order it. Using your credit card is questionable because computer they use your. Tray, tray, it just doesn't have a hasher. So there's not ha- what, what, pizza no, would be trafe because no, the, no, the is not trafe. So if it's not trafe, it's not trafe. But if it has cheese, it's trafe because Venus Akim is trafe. If it has you know meat, it's definitely trafe. So donuts, you know, you have to know it's. it's they sell bacon. They have ham. Yeah, the store is trafe. They sell trafe in the store. Yeah. Now. All of this that we could be making once it already came our way to re-gift and to the non-kosher food, that's only if it's just the problem But if it's isure hana, if it's something that's also bahana, then you're not allowed to even feed it to an animal. And for sure you can't give it to your cleaning lady to your coworker. So this is something you have to be very careful with, because I gave an example of a meat board, but you know, if the meat board includes some, you know, so if it has pork that's dipped in cheese, that's not basa b'chal, because basa b'chal is only a kosher animal. But if you have something that's basa b'chal, if they have a nice type of you know, uh, beef sausage that's made by being soaked in milk and then cooked, that, that would be asa b'chal, and you wouldn't be allowed to re-gift it. So it's something to be aware of, that if we're talking about basa b'chal, there's an isr hana, chamet shabal of a pesach is asa b'chal, so isri hana, you don't have any hetter to re-gift. <laughs> wine is about, we're about to get to wine. If the bourbon is Chamashavu Pesach, that's a problem. So if it's Chamashavu Pesach, you should not be buying bourbon to give out. And if you're given a bottle of bourbon that's Chamashavu Pesach, so then the halacha of that bourbon, there may be Mokim Lahakal, which is beyond the scope of this conversation. Rabbi Shleim has a very unusual, interesting kula when it comes to the bourbons. It has to do with bittel and how much corn and how much and how much uh, rye, and how much barley. There may be mockum, you should ask a Paisik about the bourbon. If you're given bourbon, you want to re-gift it, and you know there's a problem with Pesach. But in general, if it's a Surya, I know you cannot re-gift it. Now, what about wine? Wine, which is definitely something that's given very often as a gift, and is a very common gift item. What's the halacha if you're given a bottle of chola of stam yenam, right? So we know there's a concept of yai nesach. Yai nesach is the actual wine that's poured of a desire. We don't really have... But there's also an Isser of Stam Yenam. Chazal Asr, wine that a guy had any contact with. Oh, many different, the guy was involved in wine. And the Isser is because of B'nai Seyem. Because it's about chastness, about not coming close to the guy. Now, this Isser of Stam Yenam, there's a machloikis, mechaber and Ramah, if Stam Yenam is Asr, bahana. The Ramah says that there's Mokim Lohako, B'mokim Hefzid Meruba, to have Hana from Stam Yenam. Now, What's considered having, so that means that if a person bought a big shipment of wine, uh, of something, and it turns out that this shipment that he spent a lot of money with included a lot of bottles of, you know, he bought a clothes out, a container without opening it, and he just opens it up and discovered that what's in the container, there's, you know, non-kosher wine, which is stamienum. So because it's a Hefzib Ruba, he just spent, you know, $10,000 buying this clothes out container, he opens it up, discovers it's wine, he doesn't want to lose the $10,000, he would be allowed to resell that wine. 
The Shaila is how do we look at gifts? If you're given as a gift a bottle of wine, so could you say it's a Hasid Maruba? You didn't really lose anything. You didn't pay anything. You didn't lose anything. So, first glance, you think that a Matana, it should be Asit Havana, because the Ramah were only saying it to be Mako for Hasid Maruba on to have Hano from Stamin and Hasid Maruba. What, what's the Hasid? Even if it's an expensive $500 bottle of wine, but I didn't spend anything. It was given me as a gift, so I won't have enough from it. However, there is Mokim to say that very often the gift is being given as, you know, it's not just a gift that's given for no reason. In a lot of industries, it's, it's almost uh, considered obligatory to give expensive gifts after closings and so on, and people get, you know, gifts that, types of gifts that I would never dream of getting, but people get, you know, when they're in certain industries and you make a Shalom Zacher and you get $1,000 boxes of wine because it's not about the, the tremendous ahava between the, the Nisan and the Mechabal. It has to do with the fact that this is part of the way business is done. So if this is something that you look at as basically something that's owed to you, and if you don't get it, you're going to be considered the guy who doesn't pay his bills. So what you got here now is something that you're owed, and if you're going to throw it in the garbage, it is a Hesed Merubah. In addition, Rabbi Shleima, I saw that Rabbi Kushner brings down from Rabbi Shleima that there's another sniff lahakal, which he says that most wine might not even be considered stamina because the process is so mechanized that really no one's really touching anything, and everything's just being transferred by machine to another machine into the barrels. And therefore, not to say chas that it's worth it to drink the wine, but it's another sniff lahakal when it comes to regifting. So if someone has expensive wine, Rishleimah's nachas, that maybe there would be room to be made to regift it. Definitely, if you're just getting a bottle of wine, it's nothing special. You know, for the tiny drop of teves know you get from giving to your cleaning lady, who says she'll even like it? Probably better to throw in the garbage. If you're talking about something expensive, valuable, and it can really save you, you know, you got this this wine basket that's worth, you look it up online, and it's worth $700, and you can give this to your, you know, to one of your clients instead of having to go buy him coach your $700 bottle of wine, it would seem there's much more makam lahakal, but definitely a makam of bracha. So that's in terms of gift giving. <clears throat> and now we move on to the most difficult part of the shaila, which is the shaila of parties. So before we start discussing the halachas of holiday parties, so really we have to make... One very important disclaimer, and I just saw, and I was looking right before we, we, we started in the Bartabom from Dov Feinstein, Tzatzal, that all the Hatayim we're going to discuss in Yisurim are in terms of the fact of whether or not you're allowed to go to a party with a guy, whether it's because of the holiday or because of other Yisurim of having parties with a guy, which we'll soon see. But if there's other things going on by the party that are Aser, Lamasha, if there's a live female singer and it's called Isha, there's terrible priests there, you know, mixed dancing of people who are dressed terribly, which unfortunately, what I've heard from people, this is something which is not necessarily uncommon. Some holiday parties are very buttoned up, proper affairs, and some unfortunately very loose affairs that no Jewish person belongs at. This is a terrible shaila, and we're not really going to be discussing that shaila. When it comes to Nyani Arayis, we're familiar with the concept of Lekadarka Achrina, that if a person has to go for business, what's the heta for us to go to the city? How are we allowed to work in a, in a non-Jewish environment when people are dressed the way they are? There's a heter of Lekadarka Achrina. Lekadarka Achrina is supposed to be, A, when there's no other option at all, and B, when it's a situation that a person's not being affected by it. If it's A, affecting you, or B, a person is, has another option, then these satayim don't apply. So the, person, the party is a situation of terrible priests. You know, much beyond what usually goes on in the office, or there's issues of kolisha or other inyanim that may be usher, leaving aside the party issue, it's a shaila chamura, and a person has to be very honest with himself 
if you know this is really something, there's no other option. Probably could ask Yeshayla and do your best to avoid it. You know, you, if, if a little bit of planning and seichel. If you know that the party is a wild party, most wild parties don't start. You know, if they're cold for eight o'clock at eight o'clock, you don't have the person dancing drunk, half undressed, on the dance floor. That happens at eleven o'clock. So if you show up, you know, five minutes early and you're the yaki and you make sure to circulate with all the bosses and you uh, say, uh, you know, make sure you're seen and you can probably melt away earlier. Now, if you can't do that, and it's a situation where it's going to affect the Parnassa, you have to be honest. Is it really going to affect your Parnassa? Or maybe you don't mind being there, being one of the guys. It's a very difficult child and has to be thought of on its own. But we're not discussing that child. We're assuming we're talking about a party that's essentially a kosher environment, you know, as kosher environment as the office ever is, but we're not discussing that part of the Shiloh. We're going to discuss the Shiloh in terms of the <coughs> holiday aspect of it. What David said is if there's the Dvorim Asur, besides that, it's also to go. I'm not going to take it as strongly as he is, but that's what he says, and definitely you'd have to ask a Shiloh. So what's the Allah about going to the party itself? So, you know, in one area, our, this Shiloh has become less chomer over the last number of years than it used to be, because, you know, society used to be much more openly Christian society. It most used to be much more openly, you know, a holiday, it's a Kratzmach party. And in those days, you had a question, if you're going to a party that's billed as such, as a Kratzmach party, instead of a holiday party, year-end party, so then there is a child that you're giving COVID to their holiday, and that would definitely be more chomer. And if it's billed as such, you know, sometimes it's billed as such, but it's not, it's just, you know, a very generic party. But if it's billed as a Kratzmuk party, and there's a lot of overtones of Christianity there, it would borderline be also to go, and definitely you shouldn't be eating there. You should go there, walk around without eating, and leave as quickly as possible. But what about a more generic party, which is, you know, because of multi- multiculturalism, the trend is that more and more companies are having very general, multi, you know, just it's uh, <clears throat> end of year employee appreciation, holiday season party, and they don't really focus on any religious aspects of the party. So it's not a religious party, you're not giving covet to their religion, so are you allowed to go to such a party? So there's a Gemara and the Zohar Davches, Gemara says as follows. Tanya, Rabbi Shmuel Oymer, Yisrael shebechutz la'aretz, Kal Yisrael in chutz la'aretz, Oiv de avaydes kechavim betaharahe. They're oiv avaydes zara without meaning it, you know, without realizing they're oiv avaydes zara. Kate said, Oiv kechavim she'asam mishtul v'noi. Guy makes a party for his son. The zimin kal Yehudim shebe'iroi invites all the Jews in his party. Afal pisha oichem mishalahen. They're eating kosher food. V'shaisim mishalahen. They're drinking kosher wine. Vishamishlan, they have a Jew serving, right? They have the Namish the best Hashkacha. Maila Alei Makosov Kiilu Oichle Mizikhe Mason. They're eating Mamish Mavay the Zar. Shenema have a Korlochov or Halta Mizivchai that they're going to call to you and you're going to eat from Mizah. So this Pasik seems to be very, very, this Gemara seems to be very clearly telling us that we're not allowed to be involved in a Gaisha party. The Shulchan Aruch and Simon Kufman Beis ask in this Alocha. So Hanarach says that Goy ha oisa mishtul chupas benoi ebite also yisrael lechol shama filo eichol mishaloi v'shamish lo yomid alav mishamish. When we aim as I also, and it goes exactly how far before and after the chasen it's also. 
So it would seem to be that going to a Goyesha Chas and a Goyesha party is also. The question is, what's the reasoning behind this halacha? And does this halacha therefore apply to end-of-year employee appreciation parties? Is this exclusively about weddings? Does it have to do with Abedazar? What's the reasoning behind this? So there is a machloikis, how to understand this Gemara. The Ritva, Zvei Machmir, the Ritva over here says that when he brings this halacha, he says, he says, even Bazan it's Aser, and there's no het there because of Eva, that you're not going to go, it's going to cause bad feelings, and who knows what's going to happen. Even the Isur der Aisi, it's an Isur der Aisi, right? More quoted a Pasik, it says, So the Gemara, and the way the Ritva understands it, would seem to be that it's Aser to go to any non Jewish party. And the Taz says clearly, the Taz over here brings that the Drisha is nistapic. The Drisha is not sure. And he says, is, I'm not sure what, what his suffix is. So the Taz says clearly, that the reason for this Isser is becoming friendly and getting having relations with Goyim, and therefore the Taz says it's Aser, and there's no Hatter of Eva, the Hatter, all the Hatterim that we use, because it's going to look bad and it's bad for our Parnassah, that doesn't help you. It's an Isser der Isa, you know, when it, when it comes to Isser der Isa, there is no Eitzah, because the whole point of the Isser is you shouldn't come close to the children. There's going to be Eva's like the Taz, good, we want Eva. That the whole point is that you should hate the guy, the guy should hate you, and you'll never become too close to the guy. What does that do If the whole purpose of the Isra is we should hate them and not come too close to them, the fact that they're going to hate us, that, that's not a reason to be matter, that's what the Torah wants. So the Taz understands over here, there's an Isra da Iraisa, it seems to be the way the Ritva understands, to go to any Goyish event, having a party together with them, because it's going to create, you know, going to a party with someone, that's the whole reason companies do it, creates a feeling of bonds and friendship, and it could lead to marrying their children. So it's not, the ki'ilu achum and doesn't mean it's a very bizarre problem, the problem is mishum chasnus. It's a deraisa mishum chasnus, it seems like from the Taz, but that's this. However, the Jerish is Mesopic, and the Shach, and the Sakasif over here, says, <clears throat> and in the Shach, but he says, midi. He says, if you look in the Gemara over there, the problem is because of Avaydah Zara, he's going to go and he's going to thank his Avaydah Zara. When a guy made a wedding, and so just like we, you know, we know we make a chas and we thank a Kaddish Baruch, they thank the Avaydah Zara. Everyone who partakes in that is a, is over the Isser of Shem Elohim Achem Leisham Al Picha, means even that you can't cause others to thank the God, and you're causing Avaydah Zara to be thanked. Now that Isser, the Makim Eva, there is Makim Lahakal. So the Shach says that, no, this Isser is exclusively an Isser that's related to Abay Dazara, and therefore Misham Eva is Makam Lahakal. In addition, it would seem that if there's no Shash that he's being made to Abay Dazara, which would definitely be a Svara by something that's just a very secular, business oriented thing, there would be Makam Lahakal. So we have Machloika, Shach, and Taz. How do we pass him? So I forgot to bring the Rambam, but the Rambam over here. Cool. 
just give me a minute if I, oh, I just had it. Need one second, sorry. I'll, I'll pull it up another second over here, just give me a second. I, I pressed the wrong button, that's all. The Orch Shulchan over here in Hilchus Macholos Asuras Machoy Akum, he brings the Rambam. The Rambam says as follows: Rambam Perikidzayim and Macholos Asuras didn't test. Zelushayim Yesh Dvor Machayim Sheosr Oisin Chachamim Kedeil Hisrachet to stay away from Goyim Shleis Arbu Biyavili Dei Chasnus VeEluheim. Ostru lishtei simon now to drink of the goyim vafil b'mokim she'ein lachrish liayin esach vaostru lechol piton ay bishuleim imalati pasak and bishlak and mokim she'ein lachrish even if there's no iser ketev laishta adam nasiv shleiv dikachav now to go to a goy's party vafil pishu yayim avoshel even the wine is avoshel she'ein inesar oishi shoisim kelim without drinking your own kelim it's awesome but he says vim hoya roiv hamesubim yisrael is mutter. So the Ram says if it's Roiv Yisrael and it's Mutter, but if it's Roiv Akim, it's awesome. Make a difference with both of you. Now, uh, we're, we're, we're going to get to this. So we're, we're not up to Halachi, so this is the Rambam. Now, so we seem to have, we have the Rambam says that it's also to go to the party if it's Roiv Goyim. We have the Taz who holds it's also to be at the party at all. It sounds like even if it's a lot of Yisrael, it should be Osir. We have the Shach, Nikul Zakes, who says the Isis Avay the Zorah, and the Mewa, there's Mokim Lahaku. So how do we pass in Halachal so first of all, even before we get to Allah Maisa, we have to remember that <coughs> even the Nakudas HaKesef is being Mata Misham Eva. That means there's a Tzarek Gadol, a person needs it, there's Parnasa, there's a Heter. But definitely, if a person could avoid going to a guy's party, it's definitely preferable. Now, sometimes it's unavoidable, but if it's avoidable, definitely it would seem that you should be avoiding the party. Does it so, matter whether there's alcohol at the party? We're going we're to discuss it, that's Hashem. Now... The Ramosha in Yerdei Beis in Kuf Zayin has a tshuva where he talks about a banquet They wanted to make a tzedakah party. So he has two questions. If you're allowed to be, make the guest of honor a guy by a Jewish dinner. The second question is parlor meeting the Beis Nachri Ludvar Mitzah. They wanted to have, you know, some local generous guy. They want to make a parlor meeting in the guy's house. For uh, tzedakah cause, you know, and there's certain tzedakah causes that are that cross over the borders of, you know, to the Goyish culture, they can understand for sick people and so on. You have a nice, generous guy in your office, he's so moved by the idea of whatever tzedakah helps sick people, he wants to make a parley meeting, is that motive? And Ramosha says that it's also Because of this halacha, he brings this Gemara, the Vedzardaf Lamed Aleph, and says chasnas, that to make a party in a guy's house itself is also And even if Food is all kosher. Says also that for Jews to have a party in a guy's house, and he says though if a guy is making a party, and a certain Jew is invited, if you can't avoid going, so Moshe clearly passes that to go to the guy's party personal party that the guy throws, forget about the Jew having the party in the guy's house he doesn't like. But if the guy is throwing a party, we're not talking about a whole bunch of Jews going to a party at a guy's house. We're thinking about whatever, one, two, three, the Jews that have no eights to avoid going to the party. So Mamela, 
Ramayisha says that there would be mokim to imatim mishum eidim. So clearly Ramayisha's understanding of halacha, like the Taz, that for mokim serich gadol, a person would be allowed to go to a <coughs> goy's party, even though normally it would seem to be aser, but if there's mokim eidim, there's mokim serich, because of panos, it's serich gadol, that would be muti, right? And the Aver Moshe just says there's no way for him to avoid it in a way that won't cause problems. So it would seem that Ramosha holds that going to the party itself, if there's no way to avoid going to the party, would be mutter, and it's going to cause bad feelings. Very often, if you can avoid the office party, it's bad for your career. It's going to create tremendous bad feeling towards Jews. If that is the situation, there would definitely seem to be that Ramosha is making. Now, Rabbi Feinstein, in that same shoot with the Bad Debom, says that Ramosha was particularly upset about the parlor meeting idea because of the guy's house. He says in a hall where it's uh, less, you're not by him, it's just, you know, it's an open area that's whoever rents it out, you know, in a hotel ballroom where there's no specific connotation, this is for him, for him, that would be Mutter. So, Hayyasmit Verenu, seeing that if the holiday party is being called the Kratzmuth party and there's definitely religious overtones, it would definitely seem to be us to go to the party because you're giving COVID. If you have to go, to go and not eat at all and just be there as short as possible would probably be what you have to do if you can go at all. If you're talking about a more generic party and it's just, you know, there might be some, you know, Kratzmuth-type decorations on the walls, that's just what going expect in this season of year. It's not because there's no religious undertones to the party. So then we're talking about this more basic issue of having parties with Goyim. And although there are machmirim, and Menashe Klein is very, very machmir, Mishan Alachas, but the zikr is makim lahako, the makim hatzayrich, if a person, and again, yeah, a person has to be honest with himself. Sometimes, you know, you're just more curious to see what it is. I mean, the, the rai is that there's other from guys who just don't, you know, they've been here already a few years and they don't bother going to the party. But if you feel that it's something that you cannot avoid, definitely there's makim lahako. Now, what do you do at the party? We're going to have to get to it in a minute. But this is a Jewish party that's hosted by Goyim. Let's say a White House. Huh. Kind of party now, now there's a. <coughs> so if it's a, if it's a Jewish-owned business throwing the party, I saw many hold that since the Jew is kaveh the party, so that party would definitely there's much more welcome lahakol. Now the Jews making the party should use seichel to try to make sure that the party is done in a way that doesn't create yisur. Even though over here, Moshe is doing that in the guy's house, with the Jews hosting it in a Jewish venue or in a par venue, uh, you know, or a hotel bank ballroom, that would definitely be, seem to be motor. It's Rave Yisraelim, definitely, that's much better. Now, besides this, there's another very important issue we can't walk away from here without talking about, and that is that in Simon Kufya Dalin, and this comes from a Gemara and Abed Zara, the Gemara says as follows, the, the Shemara says as follows. It says that Kol Sheikhir shall goim, Echad Sheikhir shall tomorrow, shall ta'inim, shall sa'irim, beer, shall tvoa, wheat beer, barley beer, honey beer, also Misham Chasnas. There's an Isser to drink the beer of a goim, Misham Chasnas. Now, we're all saying what are you talking about? We all have beer over here all the time. What's, what's wrong with drinking Goyesh beer? So the Chabad continues. The Ene Osser El Bamaka Mechirase. The Isser is in the place it's sold. To go to the bar, to the Goyesh restaurant, that's Osser. However, Abon Hevia, Sheikh Lebeisai, this is the Gemara and Lamed Alpha Lebeis, and Abay Dezara, it's Mutter. And the reason is because the Gezeir is because you're going to come too close to the Goy, and that's what the Rambam that we saw that our Hashulchan quote was talking about. Memela, if you are not in that situation, it's Mutter. And he says, it's, If you sit down to drink, the drinking is derech aray ba'akroy, which I don't know if you call that, I, I wouldn't say that includes a party, it would be awesome. 
Now, the Ramah continues over here, it's a big kula. Grains, beer made from honey or from grains, which weren't common in the days of Chazal, so they were mekilim. And the minig was to be mekil. There's a tremendous tumul nachrein and whether or not we're mekil like this. And <clears throat> there's many, many oisrim. On a practical level, many places can take out from over here that there's an isa for sure to sit down and have a party together with a guy or to, to sit and have a suda with a guy. So, what we should take out from this halacha, halacha lamaisa, is that we should definitely not be drinking alcohol by any non-Jewish a party with this non-Jew as a person should never be drinking alcohol together with Goyim. I remember when I was in yeshiva, there was, you know, Bachim liked to get friendly with the janitors. So one of the janitors was, was leaving, so he decided to make an Asudas Preda, and someone bought some beer, and the yeshiva was, was fuming mad. Because you, you don't drink with a guy. So this is something, if you have to go to the party, we have to remember, we're going to the party already, it's a situation, it's a bidyevit to go to a party. You have the Jewish company, and there's a lot of Jews, it's a lot better. You know, I, I, don't know if I, I forgot to mention, if you're at this party, it's much better if you could sit at a table with only Jews. Master Klein says that's a lot better. You're not actually partaking the simple with the Goyim, but very often that's not practical. So if you're forced to go to this type of event, and you're being saimich on the coolest, that it's the Mishum Eva, it's because of because of the and there's no other way around it, but definitely never to drink alcohol at such a party. Drinking alcohol at such a party is also midina In addition, you know, when people drink alcohol, even if they're intending only to start with one little shop, it could very often lead a person to acting extremely inappropriate. So definitely, <clears throat> we have two resurim when it comes to drinking alcohol at such a party, and therefore, therefore definitely alcohol should not be drunk, and definitely to drink wine is for sure also, even if it's kosher, mavushal wine is for sure also. Beer and whiskey, maybe there's mock and lahakal, but definitely to drink it at the party, you're putting two things together. Zikr is also. What about in a kosher and, restaurant? <clears throat> oh, so what about in a kosher restaurant? Together with goyim, you shouldn't be serving alcohol. If you're having a, if you're having a, or at least you shouldn't be drinking. You have to serve the goyim, there's no other way around it. But definitely you shouldn't be drinking alcohol together with goyim. But uh, if you have to go to the party, a person should go, realize that it's... Yeah, you, should, you shouldn't be drinking together with What about Now, in general, when it comes to... So if you want to be mekel jamor, the sheikh is that we're mekel, maybe, but kipshutai would be a problem. If you're your starred, them for sure well, cannot drink beer at a uh, baseball game. That's mocking the That you do at a bull game, you drink beer. I mean, that's what they sell. It's not not buying it at the concession and taking it to your stand and sitting. And that's where you're supposed to drink it. That's the seats. There so, <coughs> just well, wine mochamer is mochamer. Yeah. So just in general, just to, to sum up what we're saying when it comes to the parties. If a person has to go to a party, and the party is not something that's also to be at for other reasons, which sometimes it is, but assuming it's not also government to be at the party, in terms of the party itself, if there's a cooler, but a person should go with the appreciation that you're in a bedievit situation, try to keep themselves a little bit, and if that causes discomfort, that's the whole point, because I wanted you not to feel comfortable with the goyim, definitely not to drink alcohol, and uh, we all shouldn't come with any soyim, but they do Amen.